Hello and welcome to The Voice of Business, the monthly radio show and podcast of the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. I am Sarah Persing, the Membership Services Manager for the Gwinnett Chamber, and we are broadcasting from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Each month, we feature and highlight businesses and business leaders that are members of the Gwinnett Chamber, and this month, we're so excited to showcase some of our more recent Gwinnett Small Business Award winners. The Gwinnett Chamber Small Business Awards showcase those that dare to start, sustain, and succeed, and the community that supports them. They are the risk takers, the problem solvers, the dreamers, and the doers. And joining us today are Matt Hyatt with Rocket IT, the winner of our Culture Creator Award, Sharman Arafin from Arafin Law Office, the minority owned, woman owned award winner, and Jennifer Deloach with Bexley and Deloach, the Support System Award winner. We're so excited to have you guys today, and congratulations again to you all. It's such a fantastic thing that you've won. It's such an honor to. We're so excited to be able to um, recognize you guys. You're very all very worthy of the awards you've won. So congratulations. All right, we are going to get started with Matt Hyatt with Rocket IT. Hey, Matt, how are you? I'm great, thank you. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Happy to have you, and congratulations again. So since I am our resident networker here with the Gwinnett Chamber, I want to do a little bit of our networking with you guys. So give us your best elevator pitch about your business. Oh, wow, on the spot. All right, Rocket IT provides the IT strategy support and security that thriving businesses, municipalities, and nonprofit organizations need. So I'd say two characteristics that help an organization identify whether Rocket IT would be a good, or one, they tend to think strategically. They think in the future, but they might not have a uh, full-time on-staff technology executive. Uh, The second is really simple. They're companies that care about people. That's uh, certainly something we lead with and uh, we're attracted to other organizations that care about their people very much. And I'm sure we'll get into that some more, but that's a, that's a great way for companies to sort of identify whether they might be a good fit for Rocket IT. Okay, we're gonna move on to Charmin. Charmin, give us your best elevator pitch about your business. Thank you for having me on today, Sarah. Thank you for um, being here. So my law firm is, it's I'm a solo practitioner and I practice in consumer financial services, defense, employment defense, and child welfare. So consumer financial defense, services defense, people often ask me, what does that mean? And I represent banks, mortgage lenders, auto finance companies, dealerships in defending any litigation or kind of just counseling them in in ways to avoid litigation, um, regulatory compliance. And then because that's all kind of paper and some interaction, the child welfare comes in because that's where my passion lies. I used to be a deputy attorney general in New Jersey, and I represented uh, the state agency over there, which was called DIFAS, which is DFAX here. And so my passion is there. I provide guardian ad litem and parent attorney services for them as well. And then finally, I do employment defense. We are going to go next to Jennifer with Bexley and Deloach. Jennifer, how about you give us your best elevator pitch about Bexley and Deloach? You guys are, are networking pros, though. You guys are used to this. (laughs) <laughs> we are, Sarah. It's so good to see you. We love the Chamber of Commerce. We we are basically a three-lawyer firm in downtown Lawrenceville. We've been around since April of 2019, started off with two lawyers. Now we have three. And we pride ourselves on offering a variety of different practices areas of law. 
So I do primarily family law and estate planning. My partner, Robert, does primarily business law and trademarks. My partner, Megan, does primarily criminal defense. So we tend to have a, an office full of lots of different cases. And our best pitch is that no matter what your legal need is, whether you're starting a family or starting a business, whether you've been injured or whether you are playing defense, we are there for you. We're here to help you plan for the future. And we're here to help you clean up the past, depending on what your needs might be. I like that. Clean up the past. I like that. Thank you, Jennifer. Okay, so Matt, circling back to you, Rocket IT won the Culture Creator Award, and there's a ton that can be said for culture and how culture plays into the longevity of your employees. So with that being said, tell us what that what winning the Culture Creator Award meant to you and your team over at Rocket IT. Well, you know, it's, it's an honor to be recognized by your friends and peers in the community. And so I think the initial reaction is just, wow, what an honor, you know, for the benefit of our listeners. We did this in a very large room in a sort of socially distanced way. So big group of people spread out in an oversized room. And when you're in a room like that, full of your peers and your neighbors in the room and you can see some of the, the community's most respected organizations uh, sitting at tables nearby. And so to hear your name called out as a, you know, a recognized organization, well, it's, uh, it's quite an honor to, uh, to say the least. We, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we, we're big on helping others be successful. And that certainly starts with, with our team. And so uh, when, when we're working together, we're always trying to look out for the best interests of, of the other people uh, that we work with. And it extends to our customers and our community too. Uh, so we're uh, super grateful for the recognition and proud to be part of this community. It's awesome. Okay, we're going to throw the same question over to Sharman because you won the Minority Owned Woman Owned Award, which um, recognizes excellence um, and best business practices in um, companies that are owned by minorities and women. What did that mean to you as somebody who's very well-rounded and very well-read as you are and very, um, I mean, you've got, you've got a good resume behind you. What did that, what did winning that award mean for you? You know, kind of building on what Matt said, it, it was a huge honor. I was honored just to be selected as a finalist. When I got word, you know, or when I went and heard my name, it was phenomenal, right? I mean, it's a great feeling. Also, I also do diversity and inclusion training and teach that to my clients. And so it was even a bigger honor to be recognized as a minority and a woman business owner. So. I really, it's indescribable because this is what I strive to teach my clients um, to go for. And so for me to be recognized as that was, was a great honor. I can, I can, I can only imagine. All right. And Jennifer, throwing the same question to you with you guys winning the support system award, you know, recognizing, getting recognized for the support that you guys provide to small businesses in our community. I, I heard you say that Robert, Robert just cried. Like, I mean, I just can't imagine that emotion. What did that mean for you guys? It meant everything to us. Robert and I were actually talking that morning and he was joking and he said, you know, we're kind of like Susan Lucci, so maybe it's our year because we had been nominated last year and didn't win. And I said, I don't know, maybe because everybody was so deserving. I mean, I just echo what everyone has said. You see your name on that list with those incredible uh, people and those incredible companies and that alone is a great feeling. This year, of course, has been interesting for everybody. And so Robert was... (laughs) playing it very safe and, and, and waiting results on a test. He's 
okay, <laughs> COVID, but uh, so he wasn't there. And so he did, he asked me to call him. So the whole time I, our award was up, I had him on FaceTime with the camera facing the stage. So he was able to sort of be there. And I came back to my seat and he was just crying on the camera. <laughs> it was because he really started the firm in his bedroom, you know, and, and so in his spare bedroom before I even came on. And so for us, it was huge to win, to win any award in that company is great. But, but also to get a support system award, meaning that we are a, a, a valuable contributor to everything else going on in the room, that we're there for our community. And if the other businesses in that room need anything, we're there for them. So that was very meaningful to us. And I just love that reaction. You know, it's such a, such a true, honest reaction. And um, a lot of us, you know, at the chamber, we as employees, we get so attached to you guys and so invested in you guys <laughs> that we cry. Like there's awards we win that, you know, we'll text each other. I'm so excited. And we'll just look at each other and we'll be crying just because we're so excited, you know, and especially this year, this has been such a year of adversity and pivoting. I know we've we've heard that word a million times and adapting that just to see people being recognized for the work that they are doing and the the tireless days that they're having, you know, it's we felt we felt every emotion you guys were feeling too. So we just we loved it. Okay, uh, we're going to swing back to Matt. Matt, Rocket IT intentionally invests in the development of its employees. Um, so tell us kind of about the culture that you guys have created at Rocket IT and um, what kind of development you guys are pouring into your employees. Well, I think it's important to kind of uh, dig in a little bit and understand why why we were that way. I went through an exercise years ago when we were starting to grow the company and add people, try and really understand what what is the underlying reason that I get up out of bed every morning and come in and, and run Rocket IT. Running a business is hard. I bet uh, Jennifer and Sherman know a little bit about that. And so why do we do that to ourselves? And for me, uh, it really boiled down to, because I thought through my past experiences, the times when I felt most successful were when I felt like I really made an impact in a positive way on another human. And so that uh, ultimately became our driving purpose for Rocket IT is to help others thrive. So come into the office every day and think with that hat on through that lens of, all right, as I go through my day making the decisions and having the conversations that I do and the interactions with other people, am I really trying to help the person that I'm spending time with to be successful? And when you think that way, suddenly there are lots and lots of opportunities. One of the opportunities is to uh, effectively balance support and challenge for the people around us. Uh, sometimes what people need are a really good pat on the back and a uh, you know job well done. Sometimes uh, they need uh, maybe a little bit of a kick in the pants and say, hey, uh, maybe we ought to think about things differently. And for most of us, it's a little bit of both. Uh, I need, you know, I need both of those things too. And so when you start thinking that way and interacting that way with your employees, interacting that way with, uh, with your clients, and really ultimately fighting for the highest possible good of the people around you, then really cool, fun things come out of that. And so to answer your specific question about some of the things we do, I mean, we do a lot. Uh, we do a ton of stuff uh, for our team uh, to help them thrive. As an example, something that uh, we started doing a long time ago uh, was that every single team member has a mentor in the business. So it might be their manager or one of their peers, uh, but they meet with that mentor one-on-one -on -one every single week. And the whole purpose of that meeting 
is for the mentor to help the mentee be successful. And so there, you know, we'll cover what what are they focused on that week? Uh, what are the big projects uh, that uh, have their attention? And an important one, uh, what are the roadblocks and hurdles uh, that require support uh, so that we can jump in and help uh, when when needed? Uh, so that's been a big thing. Uh, we also do uh, leadership team meetings every week. Uh, we do an all staff meeting every week to make sure every team member knows what's happening uh, in the organization. Uh, we have a training budget available for every team member and goals uh, for accomplishment and achievement uh, throughout the year. And the list goes on and on. Uh, we do a lot of things, but uh, that was sort of the ones that come to mind immediately when you ask that question. We're going to shoot it over to Sharman. Uh, so Sharman, tell me a little bit about who you feel has been the most influential in your business journey. Because we all, whether it's personal or professional, we all have people that influence us in some way, shape, or form. So who is it that you that you initially think of when you think of who have been your biggest influences in your um, journey as a business owner? So this is a really difficult question for me because I, I think I'm in a very unique situation where I'm very blessed. I have been surrounded by really supportive, encouraging attorneys, professionals, supervisors from when I started in the legal career. I've always had really good professional mentors and personal mentors. Um, and so every time I had a question, I knew I, where I could go. And it was, it's been great. You know, as far as my business goes, I did speak to two very close people of mine, um, friends of mine who own their own firms. And they both went from public service to owning their own firms. And so they were very supportive and encouraging and told me, what I needed to research, what I needed to do, what I needed to have in place, all of that. And I say all that to say that both of them are now back in public service. So they've left their firms, <laughs> but you know, they were great resources for me. And then the other thing, honestly speaking, is just my family. It's very difficult, right? To be a solo practitioner. It's very difficult to be out there having two small kids and a husband and having to network and, and work and do everything. And having that support system at home has just been my rock. It's been my base. I know that no matter what, it's there. I know no matter what I have to do, it's there. Um, my husband has been extremely supportive. He's always said, listen, if you're not happy, do this. If you're not happy, do that. You know, but He's a little laissez-faire. Um, he, he's got a California attitude where I have my New Jersey attitude and uh, we, we balance each other in that sense. But, you know, he's a don't worry, be happy type of person where I'm a, what do you mean? Like, we got to get this done, you know, A, a B, and C, we got to get structured. And so he balances me out and he keeps me grounded when it comes to my business, you know. And I think as Jennifer knows in the law, in the legal field, especially with litigation, it's an ebb and flow. Right. And so it's not necessarily a steady workflow. And so when I'm freaking out, he centers me. And so he's probably the biggest influence. And then, you know, it's just, I do, I am blessed to have professional female mentors that have been, you know, great resources in my life. And I, I, I'm in a blessed situation in that sense. I love that. I love that. I can relate to you on the husband front, though, because mine is, oh, we'll just get there when we get there. No, we will get there right now, and we will take this. Uh, that's, whew, goodness gracious, I was early today, and Mike said, oh, you're early. We like that. I said, if I'm late, I'm in trouble, and I don't do being in trouble. 
So I feel you on that. Jennifer, tell us a little bit about how Bexley and Deloach um, supports the small business community. I know you gave us a little bit of background about what you guys do in your in your elevator pitch. Good job, by the way. But tell us about some specifics about how you guys um, support the community. Absolutely. We work with a lot of uh, small businesses, also a lot of nonprofits. And that is primarily uh, Rob's job more than mine. But I can tell you, we have several nonprofits that keep us on yearly retainers, which we offer a really reasonable price. And we cut that price in half for nonprofits. Um, and what that involves is everything from soup to nuts, sort of from your operating agreement, getting incorporated with the state of Georgia, being a registered agent for service, and then advice here and there along the year. It doesn't include litigation representation. Like Sherman said, that that can get really crazy really quick. But so as far as businesses, they can come to us if they have questions about how to organize when they're just getting started. Robert is a trademark expert, so he can help them get any logos, any trademarks registered that they need, give them advice about what will and won't work. We do a lot of contract work in our office, too. During COVID, it was a lot of premises liability questions coming up from our, um, our clients. Our nonprofit clients range from tiny little organizations people are running out of their home to huge national corporations and, and different organizations. So we, we're just there to kind of help them with getting started, any liability questions that come up, how to best protect against liability situations. Um, we don't do a lot of employment law, but we do a lot of just general public facing type questions. Um, so we're the ones to come to if you have any questions about, you know, getting started. Should I be an S corp? Should I be an LLC? Should I be a corporation? Do I need a shell company? Do I need a holding company? Um, and so that's that's how we do the support there. Well, and you guys also um, sponsor a show on Business Radio X to spotlight nonprofits, don't you? We do. We do. Yeah, we sponsor the show, and they they do nonprofit guests here and there. And we've had a lot of our clients go there, and uh, then we offer those guests if they've been on the Business Radio X show, um, we offer them a discounted fee on legal services as well, yes. consultation. So um, we are proud to be here in Gwinnett, and we want to support the business community as much as we can. Well, Gwinnett is proud to have you guys. So, and that's a really good sponsorship to have too, or a really good partnership to have with Business Radio X. So, bravo to you it guys. Is. The show is called uh, Giving Back to Gwinnett. Giving so. Back to Gwinnett. Everybody go look well, it up. Look. Everybody go look it up. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> you should already be subscribing to Business Radio X Gwinnett anyway. So, you just should be right. on your feed popping up. We're going to spin it back. Uh, let's go. Let's mix it up a little bit. Let's go back to Charmin. Charmin, what inspired you? I know we talked about who has been influential in your journey as, as being a business owner, but what inspired you to kind of begin your business? Like what was that kind of like light bulb moment for you? So I've been in business for about three and a half years. So at the time it was our eight-year-old son. He, you know, I um, was a partner at a national firm and I was the Atlanta office. I, I was basically it. And I was doing everything. I was running myself ragged. I, um, it was the summer where I, I had to have gallbladder surgery and I was working from the hospital room. I had a client that actually said to me, Sharman, you're putting us men to shame because I was literally like on a conference call, working my magic on a settlement agreement, you know, laying up in a hospital bed. And then during that time, my, my son or our son, he would come into my office, like, you know, whether it was a summer break and he'd say, mommy, I'm going to stay up with you. And I'm like, okay, well, you don't have to do that. And he's like, no, you know, you we wake up and you make us breakfast and then you go to work. And then you make us dinner and then you go back to work. And we go to sleep and you go back to work. And so I want to stay up with you. And I was like, all right, well, this is cute. Let's see how long this lasts. And he did it. 
for three nights. He stayed up till two and three in the morning with me while I was working. He would bring me glasses of water, say, are you okay? What's going on? And then the third night, I just said, I can't do this anymore. You know, I, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not putting my family through this. Um, I'm being an absent mother and probably also an absent wife, you know, so I'm, I can't do it. And that was my moment where I said, let's figure out how I can make this work for me and my family and what I have to do to get it done. And now, you know, there are people who don't like the phrase work-life balance, but it is what it is. You balance your work, you balance your life, you, you maintain what you can, and I get to pick and choose my clients. I don't have to work for everybody, you know, just because now I get to pick and choose. And I also get to set my boundaries. My firm, Arifin Law Office, you know, it's ALO, right, for my initials. And so ALO in Bangla means light. And so that's one of my mantras is that I light the way for my clients. So our son at eight years old made me this um, paper airplane. I don't know if you can see the ALO on it, but it has ALO and Arifin Law Office in the circle. And so he Put it in my office and he said mommy you're going to take off alo is going to take off and so i don't remove it it's it's a you know it stays in my office and it's a reminder that he was the reason he was the reason i did it i love that that's i'm gonna cry over here charmin <laughs> will make me tear up <laughs> let's go matt matt same question what inspired you to begin rocket it you know, I, I wrestled with that question just a little bit because, uh, you know, there, I'm sure there are a lot of factors there. Uh, but I will say that uh, growing up, I remember seeing my father work in a number of different jobs and even professions uh, while I was growing up. And I never, I don't think I really liked that, um, you know, the constant change uh, of, you know, trying on those different things. So I remember riding the school bus when I was a kid looking out the window trying to decide what kind of business I might like to own someday. You know, I wanted to be my own boss. Uh, I wanted to be in charge. At the time, I enjoyed uh, photography and riding my bicycle, so I thought it might be a camera shop or, you know, a bike store or something like that. In retrospect, I'm really glad it wasn't one of those things. <laughs> uh, but probably about uh, 14 years old or so, I discovered computers loved uh, loved that and so uh, that kind of became my my focus and my primary interest uh until i started the uh, started the business back in 1995. I, I gotta ask just i've always been curious where did the name rocket it come from the legal name of the company is uh, peak computer services inc dva rocket it and so the company was born uh with the name peak and uh and that came from uh, the fact that I kind of grew up uh, in the mountains uh, for for a little while of uh, Western North Carolina, and so uh, that's where that came from. But what I figured out pretty quickly is that, that nobody knows how to spell or say peak. You know, people will call up and I'd say, hey, Matt, I at peak computer services, and they'd say pink computer services? No, peak computer services. And they'd say, oh, like peekaboo? No, peak, like we'd have this big conversation about the name of the company. Uh, before, uh, you know, before we could actually get down to uh, what it is that, you know, they wanted to, to call about. So, so that was kind of fun. Back in 2004, we were growing, I'd hired some employees, and uh, we had really shifted our focus towards what we call subscription services. 
So our, our clients uh, pay a monthly fee that's roughly tied to the size of complexity of their organization and everything's included from an IT perspective in that, uh, in that subscription. And so the, the name Peak Computer Services probably didn't resonate very well with what we were doing at, at that time. And so uh, I ended up hiring a marketing firm, paid a, I wrote a big check uh, to get some help on trying to come up with a new name for the company. And I had read somewhere that uh, companies that uh, have memorable names have hard consonants in them. So you know, names like Coca-Cola, for example. Uh, and so I told the marketing company that I wanted a name with hard consonants in it. I also told them that I wanted a, a name that uh, had the domain name was available. Uh, and I wanted a name where the logo and the name of the company and the, and the domain name were all the same. And so they put together this list of about 50 different names. Most of them were terrible, uh, <laughs> but one of them uh, said uh, Rocket. And I got to thinking about that and I thought, man, First of all, Rocket has you know has the hard consonant in there. It's a it's a short, easy to remember name. Most people, when they think about rockets, you know, I think about NASA. You know, that have a positive connotation, sort of a high tech kind of thing. So it really resonated with me. And then the best of all, everybody can spell rocket, right? <laughs> uh, it turns out that's not the case, <laughs> but <laughs> that was the the decision. And so uh, the name Rocket IT uh, was. Uh, was a, adapted or adopted rather in in 2004. And you know what's funny is uh, we I remember getting our first little business cards that had the name Rocket IT on there, and I went to a networking event somewhere and handed over the business card, and the guy took it, and he looked at it and he said Rocket IT. I've heard of that before, and I was like, man, <laughs> we named it yesterday, but that's <laughs> awesome. I love it. It's a familiar enough word where a lot of people just think they've heard it before, but uh, but it's been really good for us. That the rebranding was a hundred percent a a great investment, and uh, and so many people have uh, uh, complimented us on the name, and, and I, I like it a lot. Awesome! I love that story. <laughs> I love that story. Okay, Jennifer. Question to you: What inspired you and Robert, I guess, to begin? or to start Bexley and Deloach? Oh, I wish we were inspired together. He was inspired <laughs> a while before uh, before I was. So we were actually doing business as the Bexley Law Firm. I say we, but it was, it was him. I mean, he was doing it all. And he was a solo for quite a while. And I had known Rob for many years. And at the time, I was sort of on hiatus from practicing law. I had practiced in California. I moved back to Georgia and really did not feel like taking another bar exam at all. So I taught public schools for a little while. And Rob and I were having lunch with uh, his then wife, who's a friend of mine, and, and he mentioned, he said, have you ever thought about going back to law? And I said, yeah, and I don't want to. So that was kind of our conversation. And over the course of the next two or three months, he kind of, he didn't let it go. Like he would just drop little texts like, hey, partner. And he wanted <laughs> me to start thinking that way. And finally, he said, let's come over, you know, let's talk about it. And by the end, he, he really had filled my head with you know, just really awesome ideas about this is a chance to kind of do it and do it on your own terms, you know, as opposed to working for a firm. Um, and I, I was lucky to have really intelligent lawyers early in my career, but I was also the only female, the only person there under 60, you know, it was, it was a weird environment. And so I learned a lot, but this was a chance to kind of do it completely different. And I'd never run a business before. And he sort of said, only things that are hard are worth doing, you know? And so That's right. I think that, that Robert Bexley inspired me, honestly, to start it. And, um, 
And so now we've we've got a great thing going, and I'm so glad that I was convinced to do it. But he sort of had to light the fire. Um, and, and just the more I did it, the more I realized that I love I love practicing law when it's on my terms and, and when I'm getting to do it my way. Okay, last question to you guys, and we'll go. We'll we'll stay with you, Jennifer. We'll since you, we're on you now, we'll stick with you. Okay, we're gonna do a little play on words here. Hindsight is 2020. See what I did there. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) if you could go back in time, knowing everything that you know now, what piece of advice would you give yourself when you were just starting out? Relax. Everybody else is faking it too. I think, I think that's, that's something I would tell myself. Um, You know, there's something called imposter syndrome that not a lot of people talk about, but we all feel it to some degree or another. And I think early in my career, I was measuring myself against attorneys around me who've been practicing for 15, 20 years and i would have given myself a little bit more grace that everybody starts off everybody screws up that's how we learn and the people that i admired the most you know other lawyers judges people who knew their stuff they probably stroll into work some days and feel like they're faking it too and so that's the biggest piece of advice to have more confidence you know and just realize that there's going to be mistakes and missteps but that doesn't make you unique you know that's that makes you like everybody else don't be afraid to ask most people want to help you if you ask them and admit that you don't know something. I love that. I'm a question asker too. I love that. Awesome advice. All right. Charmin, same question to you. What piece of advice would you give yourself just starting out? Well, a lot of it is what Jennifer said. Uh, it's confidence, but it's it's faith, right? Have faith in yourself, especially when you're starting out and you're opening up. It is a lot of trepidation, a lot of fear. You know, am I going to fail? Am I going to, is this going to work? You don't know until you try, you know, and you give it you're all, put your 100% into it. And if you have to take a couple steps back, you'll take leaps and bounds forward eventually. And it's just having that faith that you're good enough and you can make it work and you can make it happen. And Matt, round us out. You know, I'm super blessed. I've got a business that will be 26 years old next month. And so I've I've certainly walked through the shoes of uh, uh, sort of that beginner uh, business owner, uh, the solopreneur, I did that for years. So I, I certainly get those things. And I think if I could go back and talk to that young guy uh, that started the business, I think I'd tell him, hey, you know what? It's going to be a lot harder than you think. It's going to take a lot longer than you think. And it's going to be way better than you think. I, I think all three of those things. Early on in the, you know, the first and I say the early, you know, the first 10 or 15 years, pretty tough, right? <laughs> It's uh, it's hard. It's hard to do all the things, and you, you know, you've got to be the the uh, salesperson. You've got to be the uh, finance person. You've got to be the the marketing person, the networker. You also probably have to be really good at your craft uh, and find time to do all of that. And then uh, many of us, I think Sharman pointed this out, are trying to do that while also raising a family. That's a that's a lot uh, for anybody. But boy, if you can make it through that it can be way better than you ever uh, expected. I don't really remember when I was riding the school bus as a kid, what I thought the end game would look like or what I, you know, what I thought the business might look like someday. But I, I think I probably would have thought that it would be bigger uh, than it is. And I probably wouldn't have imagined how good it is. And I look back at the last you know, 20 something years and the number of people that we have impacted in a positive way is just incredible. I mean, we've had clients go on to just building bigger and better businesses over time, and we've got employees that have 
you know, grown up in our organization or others or started their own businesses. We have several times per year that somebody will reach out from our distant past and talk about something that uh, they did with Rocket IT that impacted them in a way that we had no idea about, but it happens regularly. I read something a while back I'll share with you. I hope I don't botch this quote. Most people overestimate what they can accomplish in a year and underestimate what they can accomplish in 10 years. And that has been sort of the theme of my life, I think. Uh, you know, a lot of things take a lot longer than I thought they would. But boy, over a long period of time, you can accomplish an extraordinary amount. And uh, we've been fortunate to experience that. You guys are so great. I just want to be, y'all to follow me around and be like my hype crew the, every single day. Can we like, can we alternate? Can we get on a schedule or send me voice Absolutely. recordings or something? <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Again, our hosts are, I'm sorry, our guests today were Matt Hyatt with Rocket IT, Sharman Arafin with Arafin Law Office, and Jennifer Deloach with Bexley and Deloach. This has been the Gwinnett Chambers radio show and podcast, The Voice of Business on Business Radio X. You can enjoy any of our episodes anytime by visiting businessradiox.com, selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking on The Voice of Business. Until next time, I'm Sarah Persing, and you've been listening to The Voice of Business on Business Radio X. Hey.